I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Round 5, Tina's Tuesday is in the bag and it's thrown up a few curveballs, but we're here to talk trades today. It's JT here with Benny G. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. How are you, JT? Oh, good, thank you. Um, well, it's going to be BG, but <laughs> Your names are actually Benny, though. That's what a lot of people won't quite know. They'll see you getting tagged on Twitter and you're this Nick Bankson guy. Where the hell does Benny G come from? Ah, it's a... First uh, four letters of my surname. I think I was at schoolies and Timmy, who was a Tigers fan, just called me like we had schoolies shirts and it was B and dash G, like Benji. And then just sort of became more slang with Benny G because I didn't want to call me Benji because it, it ruined his right. uh, Benji Marshalls. So. <laughs> Well, I prefer that story, Schoolie, shout out to Carlos the Dwarf, his um, Freaks and Geeks show, whatever it was. So, yeah, it's a little more creative. So, no, good to clear that one up. Um, so, yeah, trades. What an easy week to do it, hey? Like, do we just go Brad and Vest, Harry Grant, see you later? Uh, if you don't have them, probably. Um, but, yeah, I think I think you need to. Although I can – there's so many trades you can make. There's a lot of other people that are on the bubble. There's – you probably need to strengthen up your halves and your your fullback situation, which is seems to be where a lot of the points are being scored. So, I mean, but if you don't have Grant and Best, I'd probably be trying to get at least one of them in. Okay, well, that's been trade talk for round five. <laughs> we'll see <you> <laughs> yeah, see you later. What, what do you reckon for round seven, though? we got Hamazo, the Hammer Time, and Tommy Talao making their starts this week. So a couple of weeks' time, is it, is it just them we're going to be talking about? Yeah, well, once Hammer Time scores hundreds in the next two weeks, he'll be a must-trade Sure thing. It's an absolute sure thing. Anyway, we'll run through as we normally do. We'll go through the top uh, trade-ins and trade-outs thus far. Um, got a, We'll redo one of Wenon's favourite segments, Lonnie added in. Um, some 80s song, I think it is. Ego is not a dirty word. Uh, we'll run through that. Who did we get wrong last week? Who are we going to get right uh, this time around? And then finally, one that I've added in creatively at the death here. We'll do a 30-second shootout like we love doing. Uh, the straight in my basket. So who out of these players will average the most by year end? So we'll go position by position, a couple of matchups there and uh, give a quick 15-second rundown on who we reckon will be top point scorer by the end of the year in that little bunch. But uh, without further ado, segment one, ego is not a dirty word. So one player that you or I got wrong in round four and who will be making up for it in round five. Um, I don't know that I'll be making up for it, but Braden Willie Army. Oh, like you just mentioned off there that... Uh, he was the one you traded out to Bradman Vest. Unfortunately, I was trading out Jesse Ramian, who turned up, but nonetheless, Braden really army. Stuck him out until the last game of the round for a solid, I think, seven points. 
in the end. Um, so the way I'm rectifying that this year is to never play that guy again, keep him on my NPRs until he eventually comes back from his injury and uh, work out what to do from there. But anyway, he's not causing me any problems on that NPR, so I'm happy with that. But yeah, what a killer way to finish the week. What about you? Uh, I don't know if mine's actually the one player I got wrong, but I actually completely stuffed up my trades last week. So I was looking at either trading out uh, Lolo or Stags, and when I was playing him out of my team, I ended up putting Knight into my front row next to Haas and Carrigan down to my second row. And like you know, I actually bought a house on the weekend, so I was a bit preoccupied. And when the Broncos team played on um, Thursday night, they played Thursday, I think, I completely forgot that I left Knight in my front row and so it kind of stuffed up because considering he was playing on the bench, um, I was then forced into trading Knight this week um, to a front row rather than like a Lolo or something. I was going to do like a bit of a switch with Yo up and then trade Lolo out to a gun second center wing. Like there's just a few things I had, but I ended up just having to trade um, Knight out and then it meant that I – I stayed with Lolo and Stags, and then I don't have enough money to make the trade that I wanted to Cleary this week. So that's kind of the best big stuff up that I had. I mean, it ended up meaning that I went Willie Army to best, so that paid off heaps. Um, but, yeah, I just really wanted Cleary for this week, and I can't do that anymore. I also played Asako, so that was pretty shit. Mm. Did the bank give you a mortgage based on your telling them that you're going to win the 50K this year? Is that is that right? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, they, they would have seen your team banked on that until you put Leon Knight in your starting front row. But if Nick Kirkup um, has taught us anything recently, it's that paying zero attention, getting completely distracted and not only not knowing the name of the player you've just played but asking the group chat who Bradman Best is or who Best is. Um, so, yeah, that guy is sitting in about 300. So uh, all, uh, keep buying houses. Keep fall, buying houses. Don't fall down, don't worry. <laughs> uh, he's quietly confident, but I feel like the more he uh, puts in, the less he'll get. But uh, we'll see. Cheering him on. Uh, segment two, trade-ins and trade-outs for the week. So gone through Supercoach Gold as of, uh, what are we, 8.21 a.m. this morning and pulled out. Uh, the most popular trade-ins and outs. So I guess we'll start with the outs, uh, a bit more flavour there. Number one, top on the list, Blake Braley. Uh, 20% of super coaches trading him out, obviously just to go straight to Harry Grant. Um, anything wrong with that? No, that's exactly the same trade that I'll be making, so it's pretty, um, pretty reasonable, I think. Yep, added to that list as well. I'll be one of those super coaches. Number two, Braden Army. So interesting one, he... Wasn't named this week, uh, indefinitely out with a calf injury. So he's not dropping any cash despite his terrible game last week. Um, obviously, if you've got players playing and uh, keeping on making cash, you'd get rid of them. But I don't know, you were mentioning before, you reckon he's a hold if you don't have those sort of issues? Yeah, I mean, he's not playing, so you don't have to get rid of him. Um, a few people are probably just punting him to best or something like that or their centre wing, they need someone to play there, so they're getting rid of him. So I guess that's why he's being traded out. But if you don't need to make the trade, you can always just hold if, if you can. Mm. I mean, he's only made 33K as well. Um, so I can't quite remember what his break-even is. It doesn't really look like he's going to make that much more, to be honest, though, if you've been watching him. Oh, he was just about to stroll over the line, man. I tell you, 
on his second hit up in 60 minutes. But um, yeah, for me, I'm just keeping him there until uh, either the opportunity comes around, maybe to Talao or Amazon in a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, as of right now, I can forget about him, which is nice. Uh, number three, this is a probably a more popular option, Jermaine Asako from the Broncos. So has had a couple of horrible weeks and his price in free fall dropped 37k uh, last week so sitting at 412k 6,000 odd have gotten rid of him what do you make of that yeah so i'm one of them <laughs> i've traded him out this week so far um so pretty much i bought him in uh the start of round two the bronx looked really good in round one and two and i was really happy with the trade ever since they came back uh post-covid the bronx have looked horrible they um they're just not in any position to attack and score, and that's how Sarko gets his points. So until their forward line improves or, like, get back to full fitness, I just don't really want a Sarko in my team, even though he's a goal kicker, that they're not scoring tries. So there's no real points. I'd have to see a, a big improvement from the Bronx to, to bring him back in. Yeah, I mean, it's they've got a decent run after next week. So they play mainly this week, the Knights next week, and then after that they've got the Titans, uh Warriors and Bulldogs, I believe. Um, so it's a, not a bad stretch there. I wonder if it's an option, given his price is in free fall and he's going to leak some cash over the coming weeks. You just bank that difference between him and Best now, 170-odd K, and uh, pick him up later on. But um, no, that's the year for just these short-term trades, so I can't really argue too much with that. Uh, number four, Ben Hampton. So had a terrible game last week um, but was soaring in the prices which is a little um, at least for me from a super coach perspective disappointing because I've had him in there um, despite not scoring a try last week he still banged out a 30 odd which was handy enough uh, he's probably going to see one or maybe two more price rises um, but yeah completely out of the side at the moment so it doesn't look like returning anytime soon particularly if our boy hammer time goes strong so uh, yeah, as much as I would love to keep him around, I think over the next couple of weeks I'm going to get rid of him as well. Similar story to Willie Army. Uh, at least he's not going to do anything wrong. Um, but, yeah, what do you reckon? Benny Hampton gone? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I can understand the trade. If you, need to, if you need to make way for someone, you can just get rid of him. He's not playing. I don't think he'll come back because I think Hammer Time will absolutely kill it. Oh, I hope so anyway. I don't want to jinx that. But, um, yeah, he's, he's done his job. He's, he's gotten us a few good scores if you started him. And um, he's made 130K, so he's, he's right to trade if you want. If you want to hold on to him, I've got other trades that I'm going to make, so I'll probably just leave him there for a few weeks. Um, but, yeah. yeah. He's made 130K, so definitely done his job serviceably much more than Willie Army. Uh, number five, Billy Walters. Probably no real dramas there. Named on the extended bench. It looks like Harry Grant's sewn up that spot. So um, halfback or hooker. There's a fair few options around if you wanted to get rid of him. So no argument? Yeah, no argument at all. He's he's dropped, so it's a worthwhile trade. Well, it's another one that you could just hold on to if you don't need to make the trade as his price won't drop. But, yeah, if you, um, there's a lot of options to trade in this week, so I imagine a lot of people be trading him to the likes of Matty Burton or something like that. Mm. Um, six, Ryan Pappenhausen, and he's one I'm trading out this week. So presumably, presumably that's to either go to Teddy, who's up against the Dogs, or Ponga after that massive game uh, last week. So unfortunately, Pappenhausen just hasn't kicked on this year. Still got the 40, 50, 60 middling sort of scores despite uh, a couple of tries or one last week. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, this I fully expect him to go massive this week. Um, but yeah, I've got to make the move there and get the turbo Teddy combination. Um, foregoing Ponga, so I'm going to be on the other side when he's tearing uh, teams up. But yeah, what do you reckon, Pappenhausen? It's time to go. Um, I'm going to keep on to him. Um, I, I think he's he's surely due. I think Melbourne have just been so clunky and they haven't just hit their straps just yet. So. Once they do, I think perhaps one that will um, really reap benefits. Um, but I can understand it. I mean, if you've if you've sat back and watched Turbo get 140 and then Pong get 150 and then you're there with Pap getting 50s and 60s, you're like, oh, that's bloody hard to, to pass up. So I can understand the trade, but I can. I'm also going to just hold him. But yeah. So who's your, your you've got Turbo in there? Turbo and with, Pap, yeah. Pap them from the so, start, and I'll probably keep them for the next three or so weeks and then I probably will eventually look at moving Pap on. I just want to give him a bit more of a chance. So what do you reckon is Turbo, uh, sorry, Teddy, not a must-have this week given his matchup? Um, oh, if, if, yeah, I mean, if I could have them all, I would. <laughs> I just, <laughs> we need more fullbacks. Yeah, we do. We, we need that fullback uh, centering duel for sure. Um, I would love to have Teddy in my team this week. I can see him scoring like really, really big. I just have a few other areas that I want to improve my team and I don't I, – I have faith that Pat could get somewhere near Teddy um, in the next few weeks. So it's not a – yeah, I just don't want to risk it. I can I can see Teddy completely outscoring him. I can also see Pat scoring the same as Teddy. Like you just don't know. Yeah, I mean, looking at the weather now in Sydney – uh, not that this is very reliable, but it looks like a bit of rain over the weekend. So, that Sunday afternoon game at uh, where is it? At Bankwest Stadium. Who knows? Hoping it's a sunny old day and Teddy can carve up like he normally does. But if it's sloppy and wet, okay, maybe that does drag Teddy down a little bit. But I'm sure wherever you are, you'll be uh, trying to avoid watching that one if you don't own Teddy. It's a, always a tough watch without these guys. Uh, Tommy Flegler for the Broncos, back to the bench. Um, his spell, decent minutes, probably looks done, no argument. Yeah, he, he did his job. He earned 71K for the owners. Looks great in the first two rounds, but just doesn't look great anymore. He's dropped, so it's time to go. And number eight is one I probably don't really agree with, unless you've got to make the trade to get Brad and Best in and you have absolutely no one else you should sell. Zach Lomath, so 2,000 have, tra- or have traded him out. Presumably for best. Um, I don't know. I didn't mind his. He was, he's hitting, hitting 40s. They're not doing anything. He's not kicking goals because they're not scoring. I was pretty happy with that floor. Um, as a center wing, he's still got a bit of cash to make 377K. I don't think he's peaked yet. So unless you urgently have to get rid of him, I was quite happy to play Zach Lomax. And I'm actually playing him this week, given I've got. Uh, quite a few NPRs, quite a few that not are not playing at centre wing this week. So more than happy to keep him going given those scores. Would you be uh, getting rid of him or do you see any future for him in the game? No, I imagine it's just the, the people that have three other better centre wings, like they've got maybe Yo and Capewell and maybe Nofo or something and they just need, they just want to solidify the other centre wing option. But he's the the typical center wing that I like to have in my team. I just didn't have him. I don't have him this year, but he's been, yeah, like you said, he's been putting up 40s to 50s without really doing anything. And he's just taking taking a few tackles because they're defending a lot. And then when he 
pushes forward, he'll get the, the tackle break here and there. So he's your typical centre wing that you you would want in your team. The only downfall is that the Dragons don't look like they're going to do anything anytime soon. So he might just be plodding along doing that. He might not actually get any attacking stats, whereas there's other teams that there's other players and other teams that might do the same role, that he, has the same role that he has, but they're actually scoring tries. So, I mean, if you've got like Nofo, Mansour, and then the two second rowers in your centre wings, I'd much rather have that than Lomax. But, yeah, if, if, you, if you're trying to get to that, I can understand the trade. If not, he's a perfect hold. Yeah, fair call. I mean, he's not probably not someone given he's playing in a, the worst side in the competition at the moment that you're going to want to keep around and play on matchups or anything like that. So, yeah, definitely agree. He's a trade-up at some point, but I'd just be writing that out now. That centre wing you mentioned sounded perfect. Uh, good luck to you if you've managed to nail that <laughs> as of round five. Uh, number nine, God, I've forgotten about this guy, Jared Croker. Hasn't he fallen way off the radar? I think he's had maybe one score above 50 all year. Um, price in a bit of free fall there, so one and a half k super coaches getting rid of him. Surprised about that one actually. Ja- the fact Jared Croker's gone so poorly. Uh, Raiders have got a reasonably strong side, played some good games so far this year, but he just doesn't get the ball. No, and he could have easily had a try assist, line break assist, and an effective offload on the weekend. I, th- I think it was on the weekend when he offloaded it to Simmonson on the left hand side, and the ball just went over his head. Um, so he could have easily scored mid sixties this week. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit surprising that he's doing so poorly. I kind of completely forgot about him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if you see someone leaking points like that, you, you're pretty keen to probably get rid of him. But I mean, if you if you think that he can improve in the in the next few games, then you can also hold on to him. But I can understand the trade. Yeah, I don't mind taking a look at him and maybe even a guy like Rapana down the line when they've effectively bottomed out um, if he does ever start to get some form back, although maybe it's possibly just age catching up with him. Uh, too many uh, getting tripped over by a colleague of mine at um, Cloudland Dance Floor. <laughs> so that couldn't have helped his career progression a couple of years back. Uh, mm-hmm. Number 10, a cowboy, Scott Drinkwater. Um, hasn't really set the world on fire. He had the Titans game where everyone traded him in for uh, Huge negative break even. I think he hit about a 55 last week. Yeah, not much going for the poor old Cowboys. So uh, he's been moved on, I think, probably because he's at fullback for a lot of people. Um, so obviously the ter- uh, Teddy and Ponga trade is a popular one this week. But yeah, Scott Drinkwater, I'm more than happy to keep him around. I think he's got a 50-odd break even coming up against the Warriors. I think there's still room to grow, particularly when a guy like Lolo is coming back. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Um, he's got the Tigers the week after, so I'll be holding him. Um, I imagine, like you said, he's either being used to trade in one of the fullbacks or he's been used to trade in the likes of Cleary or down trade to Burton or something like that. Oh, interesting play. Can't really argue it. Um, Trade-ins. This is a little easier here. Um, Bradman Best, 21,000, so 26% of the competition. If that's not you know, nearly... 80 or whatever it needs to be to get to 100. I don't know what's going on, but I've, I've probably never seen a more easy trade-in option than Bradman Best and even Harry Grant. So he's on 19,000, so slightly lower in terms of trade-ins. But, yeah, I mean, this is the week for them. If you didn't have either of them, it's basically made your life easy. You don't have to worry. You don't have to really care. Like, it's they're going to step out onto the field. So um, they can rest easy. Yeah, I think... Um yeah, best is just 
if you don't have yeah if you don't have him this week or if you you, ha- you don't have him you need to get him I think if he scores like 50 this week which is what pretty much what his base has been around um he'll make like 140 150k or something crazy like that um yeah so it, it's kind of like he does have a what, – what matchups does he have this week? They're playing Melbourne, so it's pretty tough. But he's he's still making like 20-odd tackles a game and running the ball mm. up quite a few times. So I think yeah, like going just, down his side. And just that left edge on, of the Knights yeah. with Ponga linking up with him. I feel like Ponga's just going to keep going down his side with, with Lee because they've just keep scoring lots of points the last few weeks. So, yeah. And then with, with – um, with Grant, I reckon he could almost be like a, a sneaky captain option if you wanted to go down that. I, I see him playing 80 this week. Um, he made 43 tackles in both games that he's played. So surely with the extended minutes, he's probably pushing past 50 tackles and his running game increased a lot. Weekend, obviously that's probably team matchup dependent, but um, he just, he looks great. He looks the only person trying to go forward in that, in that Tigers team. So. I could easily easily see him scoring eighty this week. Um, there's probably other captain options that you wanna that you wanna put forward, but I think he's that good. You can just bring him in, and he's definitely in your starting seventeen. Yep, agreed. Number three, Kurt Capewell, three and a half k. So that falls away a fair bit. Um, obviously, a lot of people did not go early on Best of Grant, but Kurt Capewell finds himself at number three. Also, a guy playing his third game. Uh, this week, so 400,000. He's been getting 80 minutes, which is, yeah, I did not expect that when he was first coming back in. I thought he'd ride the bench for a little while and come on and provide some relief. But, yeah, he's been stuck out there and shown the faith and delivered pretty well over the last couple of weeks. So another guy, like, if you missed Isaiah Go, um, not a bad second option to be getting in there, particularly now getting the 80 minutes. Um, yeah, 63 last week. Got an average of 81 so far, break even of 22. Oh, so I'm looking at Isaiah Yo. <laughs> Isaiah Yo is still a trade. <laughs> With a break even of 22. So I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, Kurt Capewell, you're a fan? Yeah, he's, um, he will be my trade in for Osako this week. His um, break even is like negative 20. So um, yeah, I don't. I think statistically in years past, I can't remember the actual stat, but the second row forwards that are dual in the centre wing are generally the highest scoring in the position. And if I've just got um, Yao or Yo and Capo scoring 60 each week in that centre wing, um, I'm laughing. And then I can just, with my other two centre wings, I'll just go for maybe the the more risk-reward players. But. Well, just looking at his Supercoach Gold trade-out stats at the moment, so one person has traded out Capewell for Taumalolo. So I just love that stuff. I don't know what people do, but uh, there you go. The uh, old, is he even going to play Taumalolo? Kurt Capewell, clearly you're going to make too much cash for this person's liking. So we'll see if they reverse that one by the end of the week. Uh, number four, Kalen Ponga. So, geez, that was an incredible game from him last week. We talk about matchups. I thought he'd uh, not struggle, but be relatively well contained by the Raiders. But you know, they couldn't lay a hand on him, and he was just at his lethal best. Uh, I think week to week they might be sharing a bit more with a guy like Mitchell Pierce. Um, so he's going to take away some attacking stats. But uh, for a game, a running game that Ponga has is goal kicking. Um, it's a string to his bow that Teddy and Turbo don't have. But yeah, if you're, we'll get to him at the the bottom of the pot in our new segment. But um, yeah, he's higher than Tedesco at the moment. So do you agree with that? 
uh, trade-ins. Oh, well, I guess it's a lot of people just saw the 159 and they want to get him before he jumps up in price too high because he's got a lowish BE um, and he is cheaper than, than Teddy, so that's probably why they're bringing him in. It's hard to resist someone who just came off 159 against Canberra. Um, not only does he have a really good running game and he kicks, but his passing game is also elite as well, and that, I think that's something that he's probably got on some of the other fullback options. Um, he's just an absolute weapon. Every time he got the ball, it looked like he was going to score or do something. Even after he got knocked out for the HIA, he almost put um, the Jones over the line. So he almost got another try assist before he actually went off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's scary for me as a non-owner. And I'd love to have him, but he's got another tough, he's got another tough matchup this week. But I thought the same about Canberra last week and look what he did. So don't fault anyone bringing him in. And I can understand if slightly more people are bringing him over Teddy. I think it's almost a much of a muchness what, what they both can do on their day. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a curse at the moment. So I think we everyone traded in Teddy after his game against the Bunnies, where he, I think it was, where he towed up, and then he gets ruled out with the temperature. Um, people trading in Turbo because he killed it with that 150 odd against the Bulldogs, and then he hit a 60 against Parramatta, and should have had more with that. <laughs> should have had more. So I don't know. It's a bit of a curse at the moment. The old chasing points. So we'll see how Ponga goes this week. Um, so we just mentioned Tedesco, Matt Burton, number six. So interesting option there, pushed back to the bench. So not in the starting side. Jerome Luai's held that down. Still got a lot of cash to get. I think he's like a negative 70-odd break even. So he's going to make you cash if he steps onto that field. I don't mind it. I just don't see what his role is in the side going forward. And even would, will he get minutes? That's, that's a question. Like if the Panthers are killing it out there, up he's going well. Luai's going well. Does Burton even get a run on? Yeah, that's the that's what you're unsure about. Um, so he'll be coming off the bench, and if he gets twenty to to twenty to thirty points in the next two weeks, he'll make something like a hundred k, and then he'll start. If he keeps getting that, he'll start dropping in price. I imagine a lot of people will be thinking that he's eventually going to replace Luai. Um, I think Luai probably matches Cleary's game a little bit better than Burton. I think Burton's more the the playmaker role and otherwise the, the running 5'8", so that's probably why they've kept him in that role. But, I mean, I guess it, Burton had such a good game on the weekend. He looks like such a talent that I think Penrith just need to have him in the team somewhere, um, but he's definitely not going to replace Cleary or anything like that. And I think from a super coach point of view, I think the Cleary owners want Luai to be playing because I think if Burton comes in, he might take away a little bit of the kicking game, a little bit of those attacking stats because he's, Got a really good kicking game as well. So, I mean, I I guess a lot of people just either have like a drink water and want to make heaps of money and then hopefully get about 100K out of out of Burton as well or they're just looking, they're hoping that he's going to eventually be the starting 5'8". Mm. I mean, speaking of the guy we just talked about, Nathan Cleary, number seven on this list, that is surprisingly low. I know best and grand have obviously taken the the show here but um i would have thought nathan cleary is a huge trading target for this round is it just by circumstance he's obviously you bring him in for points he's got a break even at 47 so he's not one of these guys that's going to rise in cash but um i think a lot of people were targeting him as a quick trading option this week so is it just best and grant have taken away the the limelight i think so and also the likes of um ponga turbo and teddy Everyone feels like one or 
or two of them are, are essential and they cost a lot of money to bring in. So I think when people made their five trades, I don't think everyone really thought forward the next two to three weeks to have enough money for Cleary. I know I did, but then I went and screwed my trades up anyway, so I can't afford him. But, I mean, that's super coach, isn't it? So I think there's just so many options to bring in this week that maybe that's why it's a little bit low and maybe some people are looking at um, his next two games, which I think, who has he got? Parramatta and then I think he's got another tough, tough matchup against Melbourne, I think. Um, yep. He was so good in the first two rounds. I guess people want to see how he goes in these um, with these new rules, but you'd think that the quicker game is just going to excel his game. So I think he's got a lowish break even too, around 20-odd or something, so he will go up in price. That's 47-odd for Supercoach Gold. So a little higher, but, yeah, I'd imagine he might clear that. Still, he's owned by 10% of teams, which is yeah, a little low. So he's almost a pod play. So I've held on to him since that um, TikTok suspension. So glad to see him finally back in the lineup. But, yeah, 10%, I like that. I really like that. So glad I did. Uh, 8, 9, and 10, we said these were the more interesting options at the start of the, well, before we got onto air, but Victor Radley, George Williams, and Carl Flanagan round out this top 10 list here. Uh, outside of, I mean, Radley and Flanagan had huge games in a 59-0 route. Um, you're chasing points a bit there, given their price tags, I would imagine, and some of the other options we have. But George Williams is probably one that's interesting, so a lot of people started with him. Um, and he has kicked on, which we don't, don't normally see from these British, uh, playmakers or backline players. Interesting to bring him in this week, but do you see him going to that next level, the even keeper status? Um, not really. Um, I mean, I, I started him last week by necessity, really, and he got 79 points. So I was really happy with that. He looks great. He's making about 20 tackles a game and he's running the ball probably six to eight six to eight times a game as well. Um, I think both of his try assists on the weekend were from kicks. So if you kind of take that out, he gets about a 50. Um, but, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit unsure why he's traded in so much this week. It could be, be the, the likes of people getting rid of like Milford or like a Walters or something. And maybe they just see him as a the third or fourth um, half that they want to just solidify up or Maybe some people just have seen the 69 and the 79 in the last two weeks and think that he's a gun going forward. But I imagine he won't be scoring that highly every week. I imagine him getting between 40 and 50 most weeks, to be honest. Okay, cool. I think that's probably us for the trade-in, trade-out. We'll take a quick break and then come back with our final segment. We run through position by position who we think will finish five. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All righty, back now to close out the pod. Uh, before we get into the straight in my basket segment, the final one for the pod, I thought we might bring up if you had any trade-in or trade-outs that weren't on that list or even someone for next week who you're targeting, Benny G, just to throw you on the spot. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Um, I think if we go back to um, Radley, I've never really saw him as a like a super coach prospect, but uh, the last this year he seems to be getting, or the last three games he seems to be getting over sixty minutes, and I I really wonder whether the new style of play just is going to result in him getting like those sort of minutes pretty consistently, which has been probably one of his downfalls. I think in the last few years he's always been fairly popular at times because he'll put in a really good score but his minutes just the next week could be 40 odd or something like that so I think with considering you need the more mobile forward unit um, I think he could be a potential um, prospect going forward I just I'm really unsure I also think he's the most offside person in the game every single time (laughs) they're trying to set their 10 he is dead set eight meters like I just don't understand how he gets away with it but I could just have a bias against the roosters but yeah. Um, other than that, I think there's no. I think it's just fairly straightforward this week. If you don't have Best or Grant, you get them in, and then you, the likes of Capewell, or you just want to solidify your second fullback option in one of Teddy Turbo Ponga, um, or you just, the likes of Munster's probably the other big one that I really like that I pointed out last week as well. Um, didn't trade him in because obviously I stuffed up all potential trades last week. Um, but he just looks, it just looks like he's going to another level. Um, once the storms start hitting the straps, um, he's going to be a big reason for that. And his scoring is just going to excel even further. Um, but yeah, he's someone that I really want in my team that I can't quite get yet. Cool. I think for next week, I'm looking at a guy uh, falling off the radar a bit like Croker, but has a bit more upside now that he's named at fullback, Will Hopawati. So he's 61 break even this week, uh, tough matchup against the Roosters, but another week where we can look at him back in the fullback role, getting a bit more involved from the back. I really liked his game, uh, albeit against the Dragons, but we'll see how he goes. He has got the pedigree in the game previously to show he's not a handy op- not a bad option there so yeah one i'm looking at possibly a hampton to hopawati trade next week we'll see how that goes okay. uh segment number three straight in my basket so little uh named after my team the basket straight ins here and um that lovely segment we uh, big fan of you know straight in my basket <laughs> i can't do it justice can you Bring him back. Was it Melbourne Cup 2015? Oh, jeez. I think we added that praise about 7 billion times. Um, but, yeah, 30-second blitz on position by position. Who we reckon out of these players will average the most by year end? Uh, so, gearing up to 33 minutes. Let's make this quick. Uh, hooker. Smith v. Cook v. Appy. Who scores the most or averages the most by year end? Uh, I think Smith will average the most. Um, I think with the no buyers and everything like that, I think he'll just continue to play 80 every week and he just looks the most dominant. I think Appy might get a rest here and there, um, obviously with potential injury. And Cook just hasn't started far enough. Is that 30 or anything? You've been yee No, you got 15. Uh, I probably didn't explain that very well. And, uh, yeah, Cook just hasn't started um, 
quickly enough. Although I, I don't even mind an Appy to Cook trade this week. I think Cook could be a good trade in, considering they come against the Titans, and I can see him going on a bit of a run. Yeah, no, I like I like Cook. Uh, just think he's he hasn't kicked on just yet, but surely if anyone will, with this new rule change, uh, he's got the game to do it. So I see him averaging most by year end. Prop forward: Dave Clemmer, Alex Twal, JFH, Fisher Harris. Who averages most? Um, I think Clemmer. I think he's just got the base stats to do it every week, and his minutes are pretty consistent, and his scores have been very consistent this year. Even though I've got Twal, I'm just, and then. JFH had a huge game in the weekend, but I'm not too sure if he's going to get those minutes every week. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know about Clemmer. I thought he'd kick on a little bit more with minutes, but he sits around that 50 mark, which isn't huge. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to go a pot option there and go JFH. I love Clemmer's game, but I reckon Fisher-Harris has a higher ceiling. So we'll see a few more of those 90-point games to see the year out. Uh, second row, McInnes versus Murray versus Crichton. I'll go first. I reckon Cam McInnes for this one. I reckon 80 minutes at hooker and then at second row. It opens up plenty of options for him. Dummy half running, uh, just pure hit-ups as well. And over the weekend, we just saw the last couple of weeks, he's just the only player out there for the Dragons you'd feed. So I really like McInnes. I see him 75, 80-plus. I completely agree. McInnes, Dragons absolutely stink, and he'll be making 60 tackles every week. Um and yeah, and we take it. And even was looking to run the ball quite a bit, so I can see him getting seventies to eighties every week. Definitely a trade-in option coming forward. Yep, a halfback Cleary versus Moses versus SJ. Who do you like? Uh, Cleary. Uh, at even the start of this year, he was just my favourite halfback. He's just the the, the best among the bunch, um, kicking goals. He's just and the Penrith looking really really sharp this year. Yep. No, I don't know. I'm still backing Moses in. Um, he's, Dylan Brown's taken a bit of the limelight off him for the first couple of rounds post-COVID, but, uh, or even since the start of the, the year. But I don't know. I think he's got the game and Parramatta are a side that will feature at the business end. So no, I like Mitch Moses out of that. 5-8, uh, Munster versus Walker versus Keary. Uh, probably going to go, I really like Cody Walker. I don't know if I'm just being pod for the sake of it, but I don't know. Karate Cody, if this is all talking averages, so he's had a long time to sit there and think about um, what he's done, and he's back in a bunny side that looks to be on the rise, Latrell firming at fullback. So I don't know. Munster's a bit up and down this year. I like Cody. Mate, you're off your head. Munster by an absolute mile. He's an absolute beast, especially with this with the ball in, in play more often. Tackle bus galore, line breaks galore, try assist galore. Right. Uh, center wing, Nofo, Mansell, Capewell, Kurt Capewell. You go. Oh, gotta say, gotta say, Nofo. Just based on the fact he's been so ultra consistent over the last uh, month or four rounds of the comp. So he just he takes so many runs, uh, he scores tries. Tigers love going down his edge. Looks to have security. So given his start to the year, Nofo over me, over them. Uh, I think it's going to be the source for sure. Um, I think Nofo will um, he will average will just drop over the next few weeks. I think he's had a really good and easy run to start the year, and I think the source are just making sometimes twenty five runs a game. So I think his base stats are just going to be good, and that left edge for Pendant's going to be sharp. Well, finally, fullback. This is an interesting one. Ponga versus Teddy versus Turbo. Do we just flip a coin? Who are you going? Um, I think Teddy's going to be the most consistent overall. I think Turbo's got the most is the most likely to score the most points. Uh, I never I never saw Ponga being able to until last weekend. 
but I think Teddy's just going to be the most consistent over the year, like he has proven the last two years. If you can just keep that temperature down, that would be lovely. Imagine what he would have gotten last week. Um, yeah, if that's the case. <laughs> no, I think um, I'm going to just I'm going to go Teddy as well, just because I've held him and I can't bring myself to shout out Ponga that much. So no, I like Teddy for his consistency throughout the year. The other guys will have that odd massive game, um, but he just seems to be up there every single week. But no, well done. I'd love to revisit these at the end of the year and see how many got right. Uh, who best who so we'll see we'll uh, play that one in round 20 and see how we went but uh, now that brings us to the end of round five trades thanks benny g thanks mate it was good i still don't quite know what the hell you did with your team i don't understand what you were talking about before but i hope this week you bought the house so you can fully commit to eight games of rugby league yeah i hope i can actually catch a game this weekend it'll be great Uh, looking forward to it mate we'll catch up with you next week but until then have a good one see ya a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com